0: This episode of Beyond is brought to you by ForHims.com. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. PlayStation. Beyond!
1: Beyond, beyond, beyond
0: Beyond is the name of this show. We are on episode 542. My name is Max Scoville, and I'm joined today by Alana Pierce, Hi, Zach Ryan, Hello, and Cassidy Moser. Howdy! Thank you guys for all uh, for all for coming in and joining me, hanging out, talking about games. I just want to shut. I did get a new shirt. This is the first time I've ever worn this shirt in uh, in one of these videos. I like it. Or I like, ever. I like,
2: like, IGN is such a close-knit group that that's an easily identifiable You're, the, thing. you're actually like, the second person yeah, to recognize
0: like, hey, that this is a new hey, shirt. Hey,
2: d- you got some new clothing. Nice work. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's Anyway, that's sick. And this is a PlayStation podcast, so let's get into the games. we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Um, Jurassic World Evolution uh, looks like a fun Jurassic Park game. Uh, Remedy Entertainment is teasing what they're doing at E3. But first and foremost, we got a big, huge bunch of stuff coming Coming out of Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, That was, was that like an IGN exclusive thing? Yes, Mm -hmm. that's true. Um, What do you guys think of this? What's your take on on Red Dead 2? Uh, So, uh,
2: at at the risk of of sounding unpopular, I wasn't a huge fan of Red Dead Redemption, the first one. I, I thought it was fine. Um, I really liked all the stuff that people mostly hated. Like, I I, my favorite part of the game is Mexico, and everybody's like kind of famously is like, "Oh, that's the worst part of the game." But um, I I I don't know. Like, just watching, I think especially because they started this whole marketing cycle with a tone piece um, that was very reminiscent of like some of the westerns that I grew up on, and like obviously clearly inspired by that stuff. I was I'm super into this game. So
0: what what was it about the game that you didn't you didn't like? Because you clearly you like westerns. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I just. Maybe it was just sort of open world fatigue at that point, um, but I remember it like I remember it just felt like it took me forever to get through it. I even though I, kinda... I mostly went like, even though I mostly mainlined the story, it just felt like I played it for months. Like, yeah, uh, I think yeah. I'm
3: kind of with you on that. I I didn't love Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, and I didn't, it, I, and it wasn't like it was bad. It was more just nothing about it hooked people me. Are, people
2: are so angry at us right now. I yeah, know. they really are. I really <laughs> liked it. Yeah. I, think yeah, I know. It's like it's one of those games that people are like, "This is my favorite game of all time," and they show people that aren't into video games like, "Here's a game that is so incredible, you know, like just such a genre-defining kind of thing." And to me, it was like, "This is good," but I I preferred mm-hmm. GTA four and five over Red Dead.
0: I think it's it's fascinating. I think it's like a you know like a beautiful game. I think it's a technical marvel. They make you know they make phenomenal stuff. But at the same time, I've never been like a really easy sell on Western stuff. And yeah. it's not that I dislike
2: that's weird because Western. you love horses so much.
0: I do enjoy horses. I think they're cool, but they're not as Cool as awesome Lamborghini cars, which there are none of in the Red Dead. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think it's it's cool to kind of look at uh, Red Dead Redemption and then kind of you can see so much of the framework of GTA 5 in there too. Of course, uh, like with the sort of the the way the mission structures and sort of just I guess some of the mechanics too. Like, and it it feels like in that sense, uh, really one of kind of one of the more modern Rockstar games. Uh, and then, I mean, they're they're obviously they're always kind of iterating and kind of shifting stuff around. But um, Red Dead Two, on the other hand, I'm like really I don't want to say I'm like really excited. I'm I'm opti- not. I'm I'm feeling very confident. It's going to be stunning and incredible. Right. You know, I'm very
3: I, curious about it. Yeah. I yeah. Like the first Red Dead, it just it never really hooked me in any particular way. Like, and I really like westerns. I grew up on westerns, but I, I don't know if it was like you said, Zach, like just open world fatigue, and like we've seen this so many times at this point that nothing is different enough, but. And also, I think the pacing of it was kind of weird too. Mm. So I'm kind of hoping that they jump right into mm-hmm. action with it this time.
0: Well, they did the thing with um, with the first Red Dead where it's very much like you got to go through all these kind of these hoops to to get the feel mm-hmm. of the game, and they you know they make you do x y and z and i feel like with with gta 5 they sort of moved away from that by having you you know split between three characters and Mm -hmm. like you'd be like oh maybe this thing doesn't seem fun right now well here jump over here and do something different Mm -hmm. and at the same time they also didn't restrict you to any areas like you could just they just turned you loose and you Mm -hmm. could go go nuts with that and uh what's interesting about i mean with the wild west obviously it's much less densely populated than you know uh you know gta modern yeah mm-hmm. modern day anything um and that's that's tricky with an open world game because you you want you want to you run into that like emptiness mm-hmm. and obviously yeah, you can I always think,
3: i think you look at games like horizon like that that game does a pretty good job with worlds that are still populated by things but not mm-hmm.
1: necessarily people sure like, we did see some totally of that cool. in the trailer as well i think i have an echo on my mic
2: yeah
0: you're coming into the, the studio
2: yeah <laughs>
1: um so we did see
0: Barrett, <laughs> fix the microphone damn it we're talking about the cowboy game still
1: talking <laughs> nope Yeah, okay, we're good. Okay. Um, So we did see some of that in a trailer. We saw different kinds of animals in there as well. And there was one city that looked pretty densely populated, which was actually my favorite shot from what we saw last week, is just opening on this city that has all these different colors and it looks like it's really busy. And I think that Rockstar are very, very good at... Basically making NPCs feel like they're real, Mm -hmm. like the characters in the world around, you know, they'll react to rain and they'll actually like respond to the things that happen around them, even if it's goofy. Um, So it does look like it should be populated. Uh, I still really wanted to see gameplay, which we didn't really see any of. I want to know what the UI looks like. I want to know how I'm going to be controlling these characters. But I think um, the feature that John Ryan wrote about it or the preview actually did dive into some of that. So totally read it. he didn't get to play it. It was hands off, so he was watching someone else play it. Does mean the game was in action, was actually in engine, uh, but we didn't get to capture that footage. Either, yeah, so. it's.
0: I love that Rockstar does. They kind of they kind of tease you, and at the same time, yeah. they were also very tight lipped on any details about the mechanics of the game. Like basically reading that preview, if it wasn't a Rockstar game. Uh, I feel like it would just it would it would seem like a bunch of like fluff and crap. Like it's kind of it's it's very much about the sort of the the details and the atmosphere. And if you know these guys didn't have you know twenty years of of legacy at this point, I, I would be like sort of like okay, so what, big deal? What You're are like, you like? Oh, everyone says that. <laughs> why why can't you show gameplay? But in this case, I'm like, no, this actually sounds like they're doing something kind of incredible. Yeah. Uh, the I, I feel like they're they're really doubling down on kind of finding the finding the finding the margins between sort of the, the big things that you notice in games and really focusing on like the details um i think specifically the fact that it is sort of this it the wild west could be this empty world it could be this big empty sort of desolate you know w- wasteland and they're finding it sounds like they're really populating it with with life without you know forcing it like in the case of horizon obviously there was a lot of there's a lot of wildlife running around a lot of weird mm-hmm. you know clock radio dinosaurs jumping around <laughs> uh which and you know that would kind of that would that would ruin the illusion of Red Dead, which is going for obviously something much more grounded and, and, and realistic. But uh, it talked about like trying to uh, really, and again, this is this is sort of like nebulous rock star kind of like artsy fartsy talk. But about how they they don't want to have like clear cut side missions and main quests. Yeah, I don't know exactly how structured that's going to be, but from the sound of it, they want you to just they they kind of just want to turn you loose and have you find the story yourself. Right, mm. which is like really really exciting if they actually deliver what i think they're delivering uh
3: i mean i think like i think ultimately the thrust of the old west and like the draw of it
0: as a setting is the fact that it
3: is kind of this idealized like we don't know what's out there like it was one of the most recent settlements that we've done in history right so i think as long as they can kind of play into that idea of the west as a character it could be really cool but how do you do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you well, know, it, it's it's tricky. So
0: I talked to John Ryan about this a bunch, and it was it was weird because it it felt like he was sort of almost like this this did I dream this? Did I imagine this? And they weren't giving him a lot of like hard information, but he was telling me there's a part where uh, kind of after you know after most of the demo, they're sort of you know they've done the whole bank heist and all this sort of the big like exciting you know like sizzle not stake moments where it's all oh, the explosions and the bank bank vaults and all that. And then he's just kind of riding, you know, they're just, you know, having the guy just ride the horse down the road and there was a guy coming the other direction. And as you pass him, you have the option to talk to him. Right. Uh and it's kind of it's almost like um he compared it to sort of Fallout 4's uh dialogue choices where it's not so much like here are your specific dialogue options, here are sort of general attitudes towards how you'd react. And you can be antagonistic, you can be opening openly threatening, or you can be friendly. And theoretically if you're friendly, you kind of turn your horse around. And you start riding alongside this guy, and he just starts talking to you. Uh, and he John John Ryan was like, "This is I don't know where this where this ends. Does this guy? If you follow this guy home, will he introduce you to his wife? Will you suddenly unlock a whole bunch of like activities? I, you can yeah, really do? extra quests. Yeah, uh, I love that. I love that in games where you can't see the bottom, mm-hmm. like where you yeah. don't know you don't where they, where they specifically don't show you everything on purpose. Like they they let you find
2: it. Wolfenstein uh, last year had a lot of this kind of stuff where there'd be um dialogue between characters that oh. played out after cinematics that you were forced to watch like they would continue in a way that like you could walk away from a, and miss like entire character moments and like some of that stuff I, I found myself just like setting the controller down and watching these two characters interact with each other until they you know like until that scene was done it was like a really interesting way to tell mm. more of a story like you you get one specific story but if you take the time to just sit and watch these characters interact like you'll learn so much more about you know each character's dynamic and stuff i
3: always feel so torn on how i f- like Whether or not I like that. Because I did like that where it's like you sit and, you know, Grace Walker is going to sit and give this whole thing and you learn so much about her. And on the one hand, I think it's cool that that is there because it does lend some life to it. But on the other, if you are a player that doesn't want to sit there and wait for that because the idea of a game is you don't sit, that's Mm -hmm. a movie. Sure. Like, then you miss out on that. So I don't know where that balance is. But it is a really cool idea, and it's a really cool way to kind of give a little bit more life to that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like a lot of games right now are trying to figure out how to make stories less linear. And that's a really difficult thing to do in a game, especially well, it's when it's hard to tell a cohesive
2: story than a nonlinear Right,
1: fashion. But uh, Ken Levine gave this talk at GDC um, that was basically, I think it might have been a couple of years ago now, about the idea of a video game being a series of Lego pieces that you would like take a chunk of something and you would stack it on the Lego. And every player can, in theory, end up getting the same pieces, but in different orders. And mm-hmm. they still build up to the same Lego pieces set but like the idea of like okay we can time the different story beats completely differently and it seems like everyone is like trying to figure out how to do that right now like Mm -hmm. that's the next challenge that i think we have is how to change storytelling without losing like major dramatic set piece moments and it seems like rockstar is trying to do the Mm -hmm. same thing in theory and i I think that's really exciting
0: i mean there obviously still are going to be big kind of cutscenes and things that are that are very clearly sort of scripted in a conventional sense and there is the Mm -hmm. overarching like there is the story uh but I think it how it sort of unfurls is going to be different in Red mm-hmm. Dead than yeah. we're used to. And it mm-hmm. I, I like I like that they have faith that people will find what they put out there. Totally. Uh and w- from the sound of it, like the idea that they're sort of every every NPC in this game, every every like random person on the street could have like could have a story attached to them and that they will sort of react to you depending on how you're how you're behaving in the game. Uh, but in this case as opposed to there being I don't know one NPC has like their dot on the map is like blue because they're a you know quest giving NPC mm-hmm. it sounds like Rockstar's trying to kind of pull that back and again we didn't get strict details on the mechanics and how this stuff actually kind of like plays out but that's really interesting to me it, it, it also t- it plays in very well to, like how Rockstar how they haven't shown us gameplay they'll drop a bunch of screenshots and they'll have like here somebody wrote up a bunch of words about gameplay they saw in action they understand that you know i think less is more when it comes to like kind of exposing people to your game and yeah. the more you withhold the more people actually want what's there
3: yeah but there's such thing as not enough
0: <laughs> that's true that's true but i mean they did put out a bunch of stuff. i think in, the, in in the case of like of of the way they tell a story in like an open world game having a linear story in place uh it it doesn't really make sense you know like sure. to, to be like oh you've got to follow this exact path when it's like but there's a whole world out here why did you build the whole world if i'm going to be sort of punished sure uh so in this case it's in with wolfenstein it's especially interesting because that is mm-hmm. such a so much more of a linear game uh but you know with with something like red dead building an entire world and like filling it with life and then having the life be the sort of story itself is. Well, well. that's, yeah, and that's I
3: think- where i go back to sorry zach um sit down <laughs> <laughs> No, that's kind of where I go back to like the world as a character is yeah. usually a vital part of open world games and the success of them. So, depending on how they handle that, like that could be a really cool way to just have a general story that everybody shares but everybody kind of pilots it differently. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that that one thing that has changed a lot since the last Red Dead game is like the the Importance of emergence story- storytelling, mm-hmm. um, where a lot of that stuff happened in the last generation, but it's become so much more prevalent in newer games, especially like newer open world games. And, uh, the guys that went with John Ryan, our, our IGN UK team, uh, they talked about their visit to Rockstar on, uh, the IGN UK podcast last week. And they're talking about how, like, there's so much, so much in the minutia of this game in that, that, you know, the way your horse will, Kind of stumble down a hill, and the rocks will follow behind him. Or um, the the fact that like if you go out, like the 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 game is built around like a central camp hub. Like you keep returning to the same camp with the same characters. Mm-hmm. And if you go out and do side quests for like weeks of in-game time, when you come back, your team, like your camp, is like, "Where the hell have you been? Like we've been waiting for you, and you've been gone for you know like weeks at a time." Like that kind of stuff is way more interesting to me. Like I know that Rockstar will deliver like a really good story, but I think all that stuff around it is what's got me. It's like almost guaranteed most they'll interested. have an interesting story. So like, yeah, tell
1: me the rest of it. Like uh, mm-hmm. John Ryan was telling me, you can do dressage, like on a horse, you could do like fancy little
2: trot. Yeah. Crap!
1: Just no, for no all reason. You want really? to? I'm like, all right, cool.
2: <laughs> horse
0: dancing in the yeah, game. Do horse <laughs> dancing.
2: All right. I know. It's too bad John Ryan passed away and couldn't be on the show this week. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: uh No, but uh do you guys think we'll see it
3: at E3? um If they do, if Rockstar does another partnership with Sony like they did for GTA 5 yeah, I think they I think,
1: partnered with Sony for this. I
3: think I think
2: it might be on like good. a first party stage, maybe. But yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking. Rockstar doesn't like yeah. the craziest thing about Rockstar to me has always been like they don't need. They don't need E3. They don't need traditional media. Like They're such a huge Mm -hmm. household name that they don't need that. They don't need to rely on that sort of marketing because it's like, hey – Here's another game yep. from us, and it's just going to sell a hajillion copies. I, I,
1: the highest selling entertainment product of all time is this. That's nice
0: I mean, I have I have like so much faith in what they what they do, and occasionally they sort of have like missteps here and there. Or they try something and it doesn't quite click. But I like that they're always sort of pushing pushing things in new directions as opposed to just giving people what they think they want. You know, like mm-hmm. there's a certain like I think with with you know with good art, it's not it's not made being like what do people want out there. It's more like what do what do we want to put out there? And you know, in this case, it's like this i feel like it's hard to talk about this game because it is so much of the of the 8 years it's been in development has been on stuff like a it, minutia like rocks tumbling down a hillside or, or horse dancing.
1: Well, Rockstar are uh, also known for doing a ton of like field research. They'll go take 30,000
0: photos yeah. of one location to make sure they can recreate it they correctly. It actually went back in time. Yeah, it's researched. It's a very
2: machine. expensive game. Yeah.
0: yeah. They had to give the whole the whole art team cholera. It was really not a good time. Um, no, but I'm I'm like like, I almost don't want to know more at this point. I kind of just want to jump in there and just... But I'm like... It,
3: I, I would like to see some of the actual mechanical gameplay yeah, changes me that they've made, too. So, to, but.
0: I,
2: I know we got to move, but well, there's one thing that I, I did want to talk about. So, we kind of caught some heat last week because we did a dissection of the trailer mm. uh, that dropped. Uh, and John Ryan, specifically... May he rest in peace. Um, he not
3: even joke, he but. outlined he
2: <laughs> outlined the fact that like there is actually a lot of gameplay in that trailer. It's just that the HUD is off, right? right. Like mm-hmm. like we're seeing gameplay, but it looks like cinematics because they've turned off the HUD. They've turned off the interactivity stuff. Like especially the stuff like the boxing. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's sure. there's things yeah, that are in but, there that like there's shots where it's like clearly behind that character's back in a third person angle. So like it's there, but it's, it's, just it's not shot readily in a theatrical apparent. Theatrical way. Sure. Well, like,
1: I, I guess the yeah. thing is that I also. I mean, they probably have that theatrical camera, built of course, in, of course they do in GTA V, which but it's makes like, sense. Well, I want to see the HUD then. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to know what that looks like. I that is always the it. most
2: important thing I would, to me when I see a game. Is like, what does the HUD look like? I would it's love it,
0: so it if, <laughs> if, like, they showed the HUD up. and it's just the most just egregious, like overly stylized, just distraction. I, like, I hope the, it's like the, Ocarina
3: it's like it's of Time on five, the sixty yeah. four. Just takes up like a fourth. it's
0: all like primary colors and all the fonts are dying cowboys. Like, why would you do this? It's just like gritty cursing. Your health bar is like a bunch of stage. Coaches, yeah.
3: like. I, want, I want all the fonts. You're almost out of horses. Making Comic Sans. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think the big the big conversation too is, uh will this come to PC? Do you think? I mean, oh, this mm-hmm, is a PlayStation mm-hmm. show. I don't
1: think it will initially, but yeah.
2: No, I mean, Rockstar has a history of publishing these games um to console first, and then you know a year down the road. Well, yeah. Did Red Dead. Know. No, 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 really not Red Dead. Red Dead. Red Dead, yeah, Red Dead never yeah, made yeah. it to PC. So I guess. People, People are
1: still mad about it. Still, they're yeah,
2: they're so, so mad about it. I guess it. I should amend that. Like, they don't have a history of doing it, but that's what they did for GTA 5, and it's tremendously successful. So, um, I can, especially I with the modding community, not. I yeah. feel yeah. like
1: it's like a big part
3: of. What hey,
2: they'll do. mod that Ferrari into Red Dead. Yeah, best of all.
3: In it'll be good. I just want to do a dressage, just like SpongeBob. That yeah, sounds, that'd be great. That sounds dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I'm yeah I'm really excited about the horse game. dance um, we interrupt this program to bring you a brief message from hymns a new wellness brand for men here's a not so fun fact 66 percent of men lose their hair by age 35 and by the time you start to notice hair loss it's usually too late it's generally easier to keep the hair that you have than to replace the hair that you've lost so why not do something about it for Hims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss skin care sexual wellness and other stuff like that that might be embarrassing to deal with in person luckily with there's no waiting room, no awkward doctor's visits, and you can save plenty of time by just going to a website. Hims connects you with real doctors and gives you medical grade solutions to treat hair loss and other possibly embarrassing problems. And this isn't snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements either. These are well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. If this sounds like it would help you out, order now. Our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just five bucks today, right now, while supplies last. See the website for full details, but this would cost hundreds of dollars if you went to the doctor or to a pharmacy. So just go to fourhymns.com slash beyond. That's f o r h I m s dot com slash beyond. Once again, that's fourhymns.com slash beyond. Thanks for listening and now back to the show. So speaking of worlds being the character, uh, we got to look at Jurassic World Evolution, which uh, was a game that I was really not interested in when it was first announced. I was like, okay, this sounds fine. And we have the first 20 minutes up on IGN, and it looks really, really cool. I think it sounds incredible. Is this
3: the Planet Coaster? This
0: guys? is mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the Zoo Tycoon, zoo tycoon. people. Zoo. Okay. Uh, gotcha. So now you can make something that's sort of like a zoo if everything were to go horribly awry mm-hmm. and the dinosaurs were to go loose. Um, Jeff Goldblum narrates this. Yeah, I was talking to
2: Ryan McCaffrey about this this morning. Like, I think that getting Goldblum to narrate this game is such a smart call on these guys' parts because it's he's such a part of the zeitgeist right now. Like, he's like this sort of borderline meme where anything you put him in, people are like, "Oh, it's Goldblum!" And so, like, to have him narrate this game puts it on so many more people's radar just because of who he is. Oh, he's twenty to this franchise (laughs) exactly. Like to this franchise, and then also like just. To our age group, I feel like. So
0: yeah. Yes, uh,
3: but imagine if they had gotten the DNA strand from Jurassic Park 1 Hello, John. You never, you never
0: know. It might it might pop up. But that seems like the kind of I hope like, he's like fan clippy. service that's in yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, so Dino, like a, DNA.
1: It <laughs> seems like a regular park building tycoon game, but unlike Zoo Tycoon, which is like aimed more or the most recent one aimed more towards children and had this like very annoying park cap where you basically You'd hit a certain point that wasn't even that long. You play for a couple of hours and then you couldn't uh, build on your park. This is more about like creating one large park and it's throwing disasters at you mm. all the time. Um, I love these kinds of games. Uh, I hope there's breeding stuff because I get real, real involved in uh, in, in breeding those animals. a okay. big fan of all that. Right. Mm. Right. It's good fun, um, but the the disasters don't make me excited. I
2: hope this. that the I hope that the dinosaur game is real horny. It's. <laughs>
1: it's, it's it's a lot of fun <laughs> breeding animals. A, this is
0: a Jurassic yeah. World game, not a West World game. Yeah.
1: Okay. I just want to be able to, to make weird breeds. It's it's a, it's a fun thing to do in a video game.
2: Make this weird were bird you dinosaur big, uh, sex on a tricycle. Were you a big Spore
1: fan? I did like
2: Spore, okay. but not a huge Spore fan. But I, okay. I do like Zoo Tycoon like quite a bit. I way. think okay. you might have been the only Spore fan. I like Spore. <laughs> it, it, it us, it? the fan club. Yeah. Two Spore fans on no, one but show. I think this
1: is supposed to be a little more, more mature and uh, aged more towards challenge
0: I'm, than Zutec was. I'm really excited about this just because this this style of game I feel I feel like it was everywhere in, in the 90s yeah. around the time Jurassic Park was a thing like SimCity 2000 was a thing and it was mm-hmm. that was like everywhere and so, it was always like they'd be on school library computers because they were like vaguely educational and in this case I'm like what if, like, yeah, what if, like, Sim Park went out of control and all the animals were trying to kill people? Well, that's
3: what I'm most excited about. Because, yeah. like, SimCity 2000, my favorite thing to do when I was a kid was, like, build this city and then all of a sudden just decimate it. Right, yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah. Everything that's everybody. So, like, if that's were also, doable like, here, too. Like, yeah, that was a right. game
0: where you also had to, like, look at budgets and you're like, I don't want that. I just want <laughs> aliens to blow up my town and destroy my biodomes. And in this case, it's like, I don't know. Also, being able to, like, zoom in on the dinosaurs. Like, I haven't played one of these games in. I don't know, ages, you know? So mm-hmm. to play something that's that's like, you know, modern graphical fidelity, and then I can, you know, like kind of, also... So in
1: Zoo Tycoon, you could actually jump into a third-person mode where you would have an avatar and you could run around the park. I don't yeah. know if they're going to do that, but if they do, I think that's really cool. Oh, uh, really neat.
0: Somebody was saying something about it, there's like a if the dinosaurs escape. There's like a, a tranquilizer gun mode where you have to shoot them or something. Okay, I don't know about that. That On sounds board. great. So yeah, I'm like really. Ex- I'm actually. I, I'm more excited about this game than I am for Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom.
3: This is yep. honestly like a really, really awesome way to do a video game adaptation too. Like a lot of time, licensed games get a bad rap, and rightly so because most of the time they're garbage. But like This seems like a really cool way to take that fiction and build on it in a way that's not beholden to the other movies mm-hmm. and isn't beholden to fan expectations mm-hmm. beyond just what it is. So
0: Really, all you need is the park and then the dinosaurs ruin it, and then you're kind of like halfway it's there. It's great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They also announced that um, Bryce Dallas Howard and B.D. Wong are going to be doing voices in that. So
2: uh, Can I just say I like that on our show notes you have Bryce Dallas Howard and then in all caps with an exclamation mark,
0: B.D. Wong! Yeah, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I don't give a crap that Bryce Dallas Howard is in no. that, but B.D. Wong? Yeah, that's pretty cool. From Law and Order, I am on board. I love him.
3: But do you remember when she ran in heels for feminism?
0: Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That was a good. I don't it's a standout not moment. Great, not great. Life finds a way. I have no idea. girl. That um, it's Ron Howard's daughter. Uh, anyway, moving on. Thanks for um, that. <laughs> uh, Remedy Entertainment, the folks behind Alan Wake and Quantum Break, and things that rhyme with Max that. Pake. <laughs> <laughs> Max Pake. Uh, Max
1: Um P- Max Death Rake. <laughs> the Max Paik Trilogy.
0: Um, okay, not all their games rhyme, uh, but they announced they have a new game at E3 they're going to be showing off, and the code name is P7. Persona 7. Damn it. Short for, it's short for Project Never saw 7. it coming. Uh, it is apparently going to be releasing in 2019, and it is On schedule, and best of all, it's going to be coming to PS4 in addition to Xbox One and PC. So
2: yeah, so I was talking to Alon about this before the show started. I was under the assumption that Remedy had sort of converted to full time Xbox development, like they were like sort of a second party to Xbox to Microsoft. Yeah, I thought they were like acquired. It's project to project. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's interesting to me. Like that's that's really cool that they can show up and make a PlayStation game now. Yeah, because I, I didn't get to play Quantum Break. I know it wasn't like. Crazy well received, but I'm not Xbox boy, so I never played it. So, but I am interested in their work. I really love. They Alan do very
1: different things with that games, and we don't know anything about what this game is. There's been a, a couple of job listings that can kind of give you an idea of the narrative focus, but none of that's really surprising or indicative of what the no. game will be. So, mm. I just want to see it. I'm
3: more curious to see what they're going to do. Is uh, like, is there going to be another medium that they tie into this, like they did with Quantum Break? Is there probably not? Be... Didn't work very well for them. You know, there was like a sp- there was a handful of games for a while that did that. Like Defiance did that with the sci-fi oh, show. Yeah. I mean, Far- oh, that was even
2: just did that mm-hmm. like far cry 5 has that weird prequel yeah but on i Amazon. don't yeah yeah Final these Fantasy. were these
3: were different because they were slightly more integrated yeah than, yeah than
0: that was but yeah like who
3: knows i you know alan Wake was a really cool game too like that did some kind of unique and creative things spooky very structure
0: spooky. so what do you guys, what do you guys want to see with this like if it's a new thing like what's
3: i just i like narrative driven games i just want to see a cool story
0: what kind of story like. though
1: the one where the good guys win.
0: Oh, that <laughs> sounds controversial. <laughs> Out, avant-garde. <laughs> what well, crazy idea.
1: There are so many narrative-driven games on PlayStation right now. So it's like, that's a thing that like there's, there's an abundance of. I would say... I I liked what they did with combat in uh, both of these games. It's very different. And that's what I want to see is, like, if it's a third-person action game, I want to know what weird powers I might have. Mm -hmm. In All Awake, it was the idea of, like, pointing the torch and then throwing the thing. And, like, I I like the way that they make combat feel very distinct from any other game out there. Sure, like, the narrative has to be good, and I'm sure that they will deliver on that in a weird way. But
3: I want to know what I'm going to be doing, and I want it to be weird. I'm honestly more surprised that it's not an Xbox exclusive,
1: because Xbox needs... It would just be that Microsoft didn't pursue it for whatever reason. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I think they probably also just want more people to play their games. You know, sure. It's, I don't know.
3: Yeah, you limit yourself when you're on one
1: platform.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it'll be exciting to see that. Um, now, on the subject of narrative-driven games, uh, one of the PlayStation Plus games this month is Beyond Two Souls. I figure we could talk about it because it's free and it's fun to play it. And also there's a brand new David Cage game coming out at the end of this month. Um uh.
2: Max asked me if I wanted to be on Beyond on Friday. He's like, do you want to be on Beyond on Monday? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, it's oh, great. Uh, Beyond Two Souls is out on PlayStation Plus. So pick that up and play a little bit over the weekend. And I said, I will not be doing that. <laughs> it's
3: yeah, better. He <laughs> walked up to me and was like, oh, that ghost game is out. And I'm like, what ghost game? <laughs> it's a ghost game. What do you <laughs> it is.
2: Want? I think it's interesting that these two stories, that we put these together, because I've honestly always kind of thought of Remedy as a u s version of quantic like they t- they hmm. their games are similar but different in the way that they 're like very narratively driven and mechanically like sort of sparse. Like I don't re- necessarily feel like Alan Wake was like mechanically super demanding. Where is Remedy
1: based? Aren't they in like Denmark? Yeah, I didn't
3: think they're they really. In the I US. thought
2: they were U.S.
1: I don't.
0: No, I think. They never s- mind what I guess. Mean, I, I, like, I think they're very, in Europe somehow. they're Like very Scandinavian. See,
3: I think David Cage is closer to Peter Molyneux than he is anybody else.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. Um. But no, playing uh, playing Beyond, I I never really I think I've screwed around with this. It's interesting because I I previewed it a few times. I think I, I interviewed David Cage. They finish. Yep. No, no, they're from yeah, the states. Yeah, they, they finish. <laughs> okay, so. Remedy is finished, so uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, keeping things on track, as always. Um, what, what the f*** what the was were, I saying? Or, about, I
2: could have sworn they were an
0: American developer. <laughs> no, really about you were sure, talking that about that Beyond Two Souls. Souls. Yeah, anyway, so, Souls. Yeah, it over yeah, the so Beyond Two Souls, which Zach played. Tell us about that, Zach. Wow, Ellen Page,
2: there she is. She's got the ghost friend. Yeah, Juno and her funky ghost pal. Is she pal. pregnant with right. this <laughs> one? Yeah, pregnant not with a ghost.
0: pregnant. Willem Dafoe, he's there? Yeah, so what's weird about this is it's totally out of order um mm-hmm. like it completely jumps around in, in time frame and has and it's there it is jumping is, around is a neat yeah literally <laughs> jumping around uh i so i previewed this a couple times and i like i think it was like one part you're on a train another part you're like a, a child and they were like don't worry this doesn't spoil anything because you have no idea what's happening when you're playing the game normally and it's you know it's completely non-linear which i which i kind of dig um on the ps4 version there's actually the option to play it they call it remixed but it's actually just chronological uh and i'm Kind of, I, I don't really f- find myself compelled to do that because I think that kind yeah, of that was
2: it. that's like when uh, you remember all those rumors about the uh, Memento DVD. Like there was like a code that you could put into mm-hmm. the Memento DVD that would put that film in chronological order. Would like, you do that? that's missing the whole point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like,
1: you just did that with season four of Arrested. Exactly.
2: Dohaven. Yeah. Yeah. They just recut it. Um, yeah.
1: so, so I actually. I don't hate Beyond
3: Two Souls. I I actually I think that game has some interesting Do you know that it's
2: from a a prominent American developer? Oh, for God's sake. No, (laughs) not sure.
1: No,
3: definitely uh, French. And like we were kind of talking about story structure earlier, and Beyond kind of does this thing that The Last of Us did to a lesser degree where it isn't just the same story for the whole duration of the game. It's kind of that story but broken up into different pieces. Mm -hmm. And each piece has a specific purpose to the whole, which I think is a really cool and interesting way to attack narrative. Especially from a pacing perspective. Mm -hmm. Because when a game's like 12 hours long, it's super hard to keep pacing.
0: Yeah. I think that that's probably the worst thing David Cage has going for him is that his games are... It's not that they're too long, it's that that they're... They're about the same length always, but they're always sort of fragmented. And I don't understand why he can't just sort of – like, for instance, uh, Detroit Become Human is broken up between three characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heavy Rain was between, what, four characters? Yeah, yeah. something like that. Uh, and this one is jumping around throughout an entire, like, course of someone's life. So it's like, what if you just took those already sort of parceled-off segments and compressed them so that there's a complete story that can be played in, like, three hours? Because uh, I probably played, I don't know, two or three hours. I, I, and. Yeah. But I didn't get a finished story. I got like a bunch of like snippets of stuff.
3: But I'm kind of okay with that so long as there's a thread that connects all of them so that they can be viewed from. From above, I guess, as like a whole. And we were and just talking
1: about GTA 5 having that, right? So it's like, I think that there are ways that you can do it well. I felt Beyond Two Souls was disjointed in a way that I found off putting, but I like it. It
3: was really disjointed. Like, I think that it did it to a fault, but like, this is yeah. why I say The Last of Us. Like, The Last of Us is broken up into chapters of seasons, and each season has like its own arc, and it has a whole arc as a whole. It's mm. on its own.
0: I'm not saying there thing. shouldn't be like a cohesive narrative, but I think that it really. It, it it's is a little a, too choppy for It, it is a good. disservice to have something that leans so heavily on story, like specifically on story. Like David Cage, that's his thing; is he wants to tell a compelling story. Mm-hmm. And I think if it were, if it were like a, a movie length experience that had as many branching tendrils as like Detroit looks like it's going to have, uh, that would be really fascinating to have something that's like this is a game that you can play in two hours. There are eighty possible permutations of those two hours. You know, like the fact that you could go completely every which way. Mm-hmm. That'd be really cool because then I don't know I'm a, I'm more likely to replay something that's two hours than something that's twelve hours.
3: So you're almost talking about something like. The Stanley Parable, like the way that that game is sort of set up. Yeah, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, or Detroit I mean, even, is designed to let you replay every scene from that scene, which I think is
0: very smart. I yeah, really I do, do like mm. that. Um, but,
2: I mean, there's also like I think you're also sort of describing something that's kind of old school, like Resident Evil 2, where you play essentially like a Rashomon story, right, where it's happening from this like at the same time, but just from different perspectives. So for Detroit, you could play one playthrough, one three hour playthrough, just as Kara, and not jump around to different. Uh, characters right mm-hmm. and then go back and play i don't know who's that like a douglas whatever i could see it but. being
1: a cool new game plus thing when you finish the game for detroit i think because these these three characters are showing three different sides to one story mm-hmm. i like it the way that it is like that but it, i i totally agree it would be cool to have it like just like
0: in segments after you would finish it i mean it. look at like telltale's games like those are usually you know about three hours for an episode like, yeah i would love yeah. it if david cage adopted that and like it's it's crazy because like playing like playing beyond there's a whole sequence which I which I absolutely adored, where you get invited to this horrible birthday party. That oh, part was sad. There are these awful teens who are like, yeah. "Hey, Juno, you want to try a beer? <laughs> like, hey, I heard you got a ghost. <laughs> Do you want to make out?" And it's just like, <laughs> and it's so goofy. But I'm also like, this is the best <laughs> idea for a video game: is you are an awkward kid at a party, and you have a ghost. <laughs> like, I want an entire game that's that. But obviously, like if you're if you're kind of trying to scope this triple-a video game you're trying to sell it like you got to have a sequence where you're i don't know blowing up police helicopters that was and-
3: yeah that i feel like one of the things that stuck out to me is the biggest issue with beyond two souls is that it kind of at a certain point felt like it was making itself up as it went along like the parts, mm-hmm. the points where she is like trying to come to terms with having this like entity attached to her are the most interesting to me. It's when she's like in this weird like special operations mm-hmm. thing. That oh, so like, I'm homeless. What is Like yeah. they just throw a yeah. lot of stuff. Yeah. It's like, her in what is thing? going on here? Yeah. Like it, that's where it sort of feels like, and then this happens, and then this happens. It's like, okay, well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, in that sense, I'm sort of curious to try to play it chronologically. I was also, I was playing co op with, with my fiance, which was really fun. Because oh, yeah, she told yeah. me about it. It was, it's, these games are. So last week I talked about how like video games are like in theory a waste of time. I mean more in that they're not real life. They are they are escapism. They are a waste of time in the same way that any form of art is a waste of time in that it it provides something that's not exactly literal sustenance. Waste is a
3: very charged word. But I think it okay, can be mentally fine. productive. Yes, but I know let's jump it's jump down
0: my say. throat about semantics. Video <laughs> games are also stupid in that they're they're like beautiful wonderful intersections of art and technology sure they're they're pushing the envelope i just i hate that i have to explain this Mm -hmm. but at the same time they're sort of like if you like it's especially noticeable in david cage games it all comes down to the fact that one person is controlling them like you can have all the polish in the world and like i was having this playing playing beyond where they were like they were like our. All right, what's her name? Joel like Jolie or something? The, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, Jody. 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 They're, they're yeah. like they're like. All right, now come on, Jody. That's that's Willem Dafoe, and he goes, "Come on, Jody, we got to get you in the experimentation room." And then Jody is just like awkwardly walking around in this hallway and like standing in corners. And like I love, it. <laughs> I like that a lot with what I played yeah. in to Detroit too. Just like walking into things, like I mean, really. It, <laughs> so it, it's just it's so funny to me that you have this like there's so much like care and so much craft put into like into games and making them these compelling stories, but it's still. It has, like, it gives the player, like, the player has one job and it's come on, do play that. along. Do the that's thing. The, that's yeah. the joke
3: with Skyrim, right? Like, yeah. the world is ending and you're, like, eating bugs. <laughs> like, what are you Exactly. What's and I think here? that
0: is, like, that is my favorite thing about games is that, like, that the fact that they do hinge on just kind of human nonsense. Like, the, like, I don't know you're like you're getting Bloodborne they're like alright you gotta kill these monsters but first it's time to somersault into some pots yeah.
1: like, one of my literal <laughs> favorite things to do in GTA 5 is if you run and then press the jump button you just go limp yeah. and like trying to run like off the side of a mountain and then go limp and see how far you roll is just like alright let's do it yeah. Yeah, it's I great a, fun I have a mini game for you called Insurance Fraud and the
3: Saints Row games <laughs> uh,
0: yeah but I mean like stuff like that I think I mean Saints Row very much leans into that silliness oh, yes. but the totally. fact that David Cage's games are so incredibly heavy and serious Mm-hmm. but there's still so much wiggle room to just yeah. screw around and be I think nice. that's try just
1: pick the... up the fish and you fail and you're yeah. like oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah
0: any any game where you have to you try to pick something up and you can you can fail the interaction and the character's like ah oh, I don't know um I don't know that just that made me really happy it's also <laughs> it's like funny. I don't know if you gave somebody the elevator pitch about there like oh, I'm playing this new game what's what's it about oh it's um well, you see, Ellen Page is in it, and she has a ghost, and she's friends with the Green Goblin. <laughs> like, what are you? What are you talking about? So that's that's an actual game that exists, and I think it has like a ton of merit to it. But at the same time, there are parts that are very silly. I I kept thinking, in the same thing where like, okay, like like video games aren't stupid. Video game players are stupid. I'm making. I'm just digging myself deeper here. But again, like letting giving yourself that opportunity to screw around. I thought of this one scene from American Pie Two, which is. A very bad movie it's a terrible movie but there's a part when, when, when i'm just
1: like how do we get here
0: i'm, <laughs> I'm just i'm I do it's, it's in the copy? notes. What do you want? You put it's it in, in the, in the notes. notes. I wrote it. I said, it says right here, this David Cage games remind me of the trombone scene from American Pie 2. No, wait, seriously, let me explain. <laughs> oh, you didn't even read the notes. Zach didn't play the game, so I'm on here on my f- own. Brian's homesick or whatever. <laughs> anyway, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. So, no, there's a part where he's like, he sneaks into band camp, and they think he's like this special, like, trombone, like, expert or something. Okay. Uh-huh. And they put him up on stage in front of everybody, and everyone's like, Oh yeah, this kid's really good at the trombone. And He's like, I don't know how to play the trombone, and they're like, No, you know how to, you got to play the trombone. You got to play the trombone for everybody. And he just like, he just like fakes it, and everyone's like, oh, I, He's like a special kid. I guess we're supposed to clap, and so everyone's like oh. clapping for him. But that's like that's video games. The video game is basically like, you are the one chosen to save the world. Right. Then you you just are the hero. your way through it and die. I get, I get, yeah. I
3: get exactly what you're saying, and I think part of that is, you know, you give a baby a really nice object. Baby doesn't care. Baby's going to explore it and try to figure out what is going on with this. And I think there's, like, something very primal to that, where, like, we get a hand on something and we want to figure it out. And for some people, that's, like, messing around in a game. And, like, I read this one story from this developer where he was watching his son play Call of Duty, like, the single player. And, like, it was this really intense moment, and, like, he was just watching his kid try to put a grenade in the man's mouth that was (laughs) talking the whole time. (laughs) And it's just, like, what are we doing here? But I think that's kind of beautiful, in a way. Like, obviously, somebody has a vision, and they want you to adhere to it. But at the same time, I think being able to kind of make up your own rules is something that we want from that escapism.
1: I think it's a thing that um, some devs do a really good job of paying attention to, as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like... Breath of the Wild is a really good example of a mm-hmm. game where they were like, okay, what a player is trying to do. Interesting. Let's make it possible. Mm-hmm. And basically reacting to things in that way. And I don't think David Cage games do a great job of that. And like, you can try and interact with a lot because of stuff th- and it's yeah. very limited. And
3: I think there's a different aim there, right? Right, it's for like, sure. Yeah, like it's it's impossible to build a game for every situation that somebody will dream up, right? Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. It is kind of fun to encourage exploration based on that and not just be like, there's secrets out there, but just instead be like, that thing you wanted to do that's
1: really stupid, you can do it. Yeah. You oh, any game where it. I can watch TV, I will totally do it every time. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to sit there and watch the TV.
0: Yeah. I like those that.
3: little details are really interesting to me, yeah. too.
0: Yeah. So oh, anyway. I don't think you're wrong, but. Yeah. I don't know. I, I had a really good. Time. I just. I. I do. I do really specifically love like David Cage games because it's like it's like being in. It's one of those plays where they pull a member of the audience up on stage. And mm-hmm. They're like, "All right, you're part of this now," and you're like, "I don't know what I'm doing here. This is going to go horribly sideways." <laughs> it's
1: interesting that Until Dawn didn't feel that way.
0: I think because it was rooted so heavily in like in corny like like B movie like horror tropes. It didn't take itself so seriously, yeah. that it didn't walk, maybe. Whereas David Cage is like, "All right, everybody, we're all adults here and we're like, Uh-oh. no, we're not."
3: I think uh-uh. I think there's a little bit of that too. Like I don't want to say hubris, but like that kind of like this is serious art and we're going yeah. to make it serious. It's just like, "Okay, well, okay." Yeah. What if we killed the teenagers? Yeah, yeah. One by one. Yeah, let us let us decide what we want to be serious. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, So on the subject of uh, games being stories and art and everything, uh, Tacoma is finally out on PS4 this week. This is, of course, the second game from Fulbright Company. We've had Steve Gaynor on the show before. Uh, Tacoma, I feel like not as many people played it. It was uh, launched on Xbox One exclusively. Um, Let's talk about it.
2: Yeah, Tacoma is a super cool game. I I think that you talked about, you know... Fewer people playing this game than Gone Home, and I think it's because in your notes here, you know, it says that it doesn't have the element of surprise that Gone Home had. And I think you're absolutely right. I think the, the reason that people sort of jumped on that bandwagon for Gone Home was that it was sort of something that a lot of people hadn't seen or played before, like a kind of, like a kind of narrative delivery that, that was just sort of unprecedented at the time. And not to say that Tacoma is more of that because it's it's much deeper, but it, it does really, really super interesting stuff. And in the same way we were talking about um, when you – like after a cut scene in Wolfenstein where the story continues in a way that's not necessarily like here is what's happening in this story – Tacoma is a whole game built around that.
1: I think it's definitely another example of developers trying to make something that has non-linear stories. Right. And that you kind of absorb the conversations and piece them together in whatever order you want, depending on where you find someone. Mm-hmm. So the, the basic concept is you're on the station. And you're trying to figure out what happened to everyone who was on there. And um, there are kind of scenes that are set up where I guess, I don't remember how it works, but there's AR so you can see what people were talking about and replay logs. So yeah,
2: I was going to say, you're basically combing through this space station's logs, right? Like they've recorded and documented everything that happens on the space station and it's your responsibility to find out what happened to all the people that used to man this ship Mm -hmm. and now they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Which it's basically—it's
0: really cool basically—I mean—holographic security footage. It's AR, whatever. But like the idea that you're—you're you're trying to, you know, trying to piece it together, and it's all kind of working its way backwards. I again, I really—I really like this game. I didn't finish it. Um, I started on. She just walked right through a wall. Box. Yeah, because they're ghosts. They're, they can they're, do that. They're space, space ghosts. They can do that. Um, but I think that I like—I really like the <laughs> setting. Job. I really like the the way it was framed, and and I think it has some of the coolest like. I guess it's environmental storytelling. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just where you kind of piece together like what a person's into based on like that's
1: about a birthday party, and even that was just really pleasant to experience. Mm You are like, okay, whose birthday is it? Who's celebrating? Who is not here? Why are they not here? Like, what's the conflict there? And it's uh, the different characters are different colors, and they have emblems that are based on what they did on the ship. Like, if you are watching the video version, the green person there was the biologist, so it's like you kind of learn these characters piece by piece. Um, I think it's very smart. I think a lot of people will like it. I didn't get super into it because and I think this is personal preference rather than an actual criticism, is that I I didn't enjoy having to jump between the things that i was exploring in the same scene i didn't like having to like swap rooms and be like okay where's this guy mm. let me re-roll to figure out where he is in this pot. i just didn't enjoy how spread out the puzzles seemed i guess yeah. but i think that's just me
0: i mean the scale of it is interesting it's also the the choice of setting like i think when gone home came out and it's like this very grounded human game in like a regular house and it's all about like human stuff and then they're like we're following that up with a space game and it's like how many games have been in space like how many times have you explored six. a space station six yeah, only games. Games. All, six. all the six yeah. space station games of, mm-hmm. of playstation mm-hmm. um, and then the mass Effect. But no, yeah, that's <laughs> but half like, of them. Yeah, <laughs> more I mean, than it's, half. it's that there's that level of like this is sort of oh this is suddenly it becomes less less relatable initially. And obviously yeah. this is still a game about people and it's about like human interaction and, and relationships and all that. But I think when you hear a space station, you're immediately like oh when do the spacemen get here? Where when do I get the laser? Um, I'm gonna
1: be honest. I find the concept of where is everyone gone on this spaceship a lot more interesting than huh? Is my sister home? Like I think it as a concept is, is a lot more home? interesting to me. I feel like you're
2: being very I reductive to gone yeah, home first of so all.
3: Like gone home was weirdly haunting because you're in this house all alone yeah. and you're like, Where's this? Oh it's family? definitely spooky. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, you go to space, like on the the one hand, like, yeah, it's less relatable, I guess, because it is a space station. But on the other hand, like, it's still humans doing Mm -hmm. human things. But there's
2: also just like an incredible amount of detail hidden in this game. Like
0: nutrition facts. Yeah.
2: Like you you can dig into so much (laughs) stuff. Like there's so much stuff written on, you know, whiteboards Mm -hmm. and in computer files and emails and stuff. And like just outside of the actual conversations and scenes that you're watching play out, there's all this additional information to be had it's like information overload the game it's really mm-hmm. cool i really liked uh, tacoma a lot i mean it's like a hard sci-fi
0: drama yeah there's a lot you can piece together also like the fact that i think it's a lot of the the packaging is in Indonesian, and you're like oh wait they like started launching spaceships out of indonesia that's interesting and then you're a of Fleur, bunch like...
1: of pictures of a friend emery's in that game? yeah
0: yeah really yeah there's yeah. a bunch of
2: pictures yeah. of so there's of a there's oh, like a weird. there's like a k-pop group oh, in the God, game she's in that? and yeah. she's she's all of those characters
0: Oh, that's bizarre! Yeah, how did I play that and not know that? Yeah, to Emerys. Okay, mm-hmm. very strange. Yes. Um. Yeah. So that's finally out. Um. If that sounds interesting, check it out. I definitely recommend. it. I think it's a really good game. I, I think it's yeah. kind of a bummer that it didn't. It didn't get the same reception that that Gone Home got. It also came out. I mean, it came out on Xbox the same month as Uncharted 4. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I feel like it just kind of. It was,
2: that's a long period of exclusivity to Xbox.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, they had to yeah. port it over too, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know How much that was a business thing and how much that was them just you know needing to. I mean, they're a small team, and they sure. had, you know yeah. they had to convert all of the the Xbox shapes into PlayStation shapes. That's right. Yeah. It's right yeah pop- there's no yeah. buttons
3: to that. You yeah. can yeah, just switch it.
0: Um, other games coming out this week: Conan Exiles about the <laughs> barbarians. This is, a, in fact, a game I believe. I don't know if this is still the case on consoles where you can adjust the genital sizes.
1: I like Conan Exiles a lot. Yeah. Separate from the fact that you can adjust okay.
0: genitals. What, what else does it have going for? So it's like Rust. Is it like Rust? It, okay.
1: It's a survival game. Sure. But the best thing about Conan Exiles is the interaction that you have with other plays. Like some of them like... You'll just find someone who's like building a house, and then you'll like go off for a bit, and then he'll be like, "Oh, sweet, you got a staircase? Nice, dude!" And he'll be like, "Hey, thanks. Yeah, I uh, really like put a lot of. You want to see my house? Like, let me let me show it to you. It's Like, really? Yeah. I mean, you can like find people who'll just like beat the crap out of you, but there are like these really genuine human interactions of everyone just like trying to populate this like vast area of just being like, "What you what you building there? Huh? I'm gonna destroy it, and it's just like it, it's really fun in that way. And that does the, the threats on not as imminent as they are in a similar game like DayZ, so it like feels a little sweeter. Like some of the Aww. community's terrible, <laughs> but it's it's that a lot of fun. So, that
0: doesn't sound barbaric at all. That sounds there like
1: plenty pretty... of barbaric things yeah. going on, but I, I had a lot of nice interactions too.
2: I believe James Duggan infamously did a Let's Play of this where he just had just a giant swinging dong mm. and wasn't wearing pants, and the whole Let's Play no. is him just running around like naked. Yeah, and people will be I, like, "Nice walk." I believe it was up for a cumulative total of 2 well, hours. You, option, you why, can't
0: put that out there. Why would you pick like a little Vienna sausage? That's right. <laughs> well, I like the idea of like somebody
2: building a house that just got this big just dong <laughs> just hammering away on a house. It's, it's
0: like, good. Um no, I'm excited about this. I think there there's also like a huge patch coming um day 1 so, for, to cover up the big. <laughs> you okay over there? Yeah, that was good. All right. Uh no, but seriously, they're, they're they're putting a big patch on it so that it I don't know runs better or whatever. Dick jokes. Um great. Uh, (laughs) Another game out this week is called Trailblazers. This is a co-op racing game from ex-Codemasters and Lionhead developers, um, which looks really interesting. It looks like a cross between Wipeout, but with Splatoon's ink mechanics. So
2: this is really interesting. We've we've seen this a couple of times, and I believe the way that... it's almost like car combat also because you're as you're painting, you'll get speed boosts and collision damage boosts if you stay within your lane, mm-hmm. like if you stay within the areas that you've painted before. So you're not only racing against people, but you're also trying to cover the most ground so that when you come back around for another lap, you get these like boosts from the groundwork that you laid in the previous one. Right. It's interesting.
0: It's the same logic as Splatoon. So you you're on a it's odd to have sort of team racing, but yeah. you've got like four. What about crash who are team racing? That's different. I mean it's- I guess about that? sure, fine, I guess. Um <laughs> yeah, this looks really cool. Uh, Another game out this week is Through the Woods, which is a third-person horror adventure that is rooted in Norse lore. So if you've just played God of War and you're thinking about a lot of, you know... I don't know Norse Norse monsters and stuff. This could be a good sort of follow up to that. It yeah, also looks I, a lot like the Netflix movie The Ritual, which mm, I recommend. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I,
3: I was looking. I just did a quick Google because I was making sure this is the one. Uh, Through the Woods is a friend of mine actually wrote about this game for Paste and talked about how it is a really cool portrayal of motherhood in games. Really, interesting. yeah, which is something that is not we don't very see often, a lot. Yeah, tackled.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping we get more of that just because I don't know.
3: It's uh, an interesting yeah. relationship dynamic. Yeah, we've got yeah. a
0: lot of dad games right now. Yep. I mean, that could make like a perfect companion piece to. Go God of War. Totally. Do the mom stuff, and the in the dad stuff. And
3: Norse.
0: Yeah, Wait, could be Norse. Norse. Stuff, yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. What else we got? Uh. Speaking of Norse stuff, there's name called uh Tear Ch- Chains of Valhalla, which is like a Norse-ish inspired platformer. Uh. When I say Norse-ish, I mean that there are like robots and lasers and stuff. It you know looks very video game. Sounds very Norse. Uh, Tear. It, it has Valhalla in the title, so there's that. <laughs>
2: yeah. I recognize him from his chamber. Yes. Mm. From the God of War game. Yes. There you go. Mm.
0: Um. Raging Justice. It looks hilarious. This is a bunch of ex-rare devs who made uh, like a beat-em-up. Yeah. It's a rage style.
2: We talked about this on NVC last week. Uh, It was really funny because on that show, we have a skip of the week and a pick of the week. And our skip of the week was an old Data East beat em up that was like modeled, I forget the name of it now, but it was like modeled after James Bond. But then Phillips' pick of the week was this game, which is basically a spoof on that game. It was really funny, but it's a really insane game where just a very standard beat em up, but you're also doing crazy like you can pick up a shotgun and you're just like blowing people away, but then like words will spin out of them and it'll be like, awesome, great job. <laughs> like
1: what? what it the, hell? Like... the thing is like rare of all, there are multiple ex rare devs who've gone on to work on other mm-hmm. games, and they everything they've done has so much personality. Always. Yeah, it's just like they're so rich in that, and it's something that I really like. I hear ex rare devs, and I'm like, ooh. What are
0: they working on now? Mm-hmm. This also uh, it looks—it looks so much like an Acclaim game, like a like an arcade. It looks like yeah, like yeah. Mortal Kombat. It yeah, it looks like Mortal Kombat graphics, but like Streets of Rage gameplay. Yeah, it so looks like I don't know, really fun, cool. it's it's really different.
2: like crummy mocap. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, but it's it's also like it's—I don't think it is mocap. Like I can't tell. No, There's definitely not. About it. Yeah. just very like oddly disarming hmm. about it. Um, Lunch Truck Tycoon 2, if you're trying to get warmed up for Jurassic World Evolution, what just, just gonna wanna, ask if there are dinosaurs yeah, in it. What if, the, what if those papooses got out of control and started giving people seagulls, stealing yeah. your food a lot? That'd be pretty happen. awful, yeah. yeah. Just
3: like in real life.
0: Uh, yeah. Shantae Half Genie Hero Ultimate Edition, which is Shantae. How many times the... has this
3: game been released? It,
0: well, they apparently they already released it on PS4. Now it's out again. And <laughs> now this L- is L- the Ultimate editions. Edition. Skyrim
2: yeah. all ever again. has been
3: out for like uh, 10 years. It's like, I mean, Shantae, the
0: Shantae,
2: uh, the franchise has been around forever, but the f- secret about it is all those games are awesome. Oh, like, yeah, all no. The no no games shade are against great. them. Like, yeah. They're
3: good games. I just, like, I see Half-Genie Hero, like, every mm-hmm.
1: other week, I Speaking feel like. games that start with amazing. S and have been released a lot, uh, where is Shenmue
0: at right now? Animating uh, uh, the eyes? Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, that's where they are in development. That's the difficult part of the process. They're, they're developing the soul. Did you remember the last time we had updates on that
2: one? They took a break because they had to go find some sailors. So... Mm. Yeah.
0: Well, they're remastering one and two, and that's coming right. Out. Is that this year? I believe yes. so. Okay. Yes, but I don't know about three. Three, they have to. They're probably going to put up another Kickstarter or something. I don't know. I out.
2: I feel like we got a recent-ish update on Shenmue Three. I I can't remember off the top of my head.
3: What's going to come mm-hmm. out first, Kingdom Hearts or Shenmue Three?
0: Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. Otherwise, which is, there will be if
2: you
1: blood. had asked me that a year ago, I would have been like totally shamed. But now it's
0: like, no, it'll totally be. Which is that's like. a crazy it'll thing to say out.
2: because there will be blood is actually a kingdom you can visit in Kingdom Hearts 3.
0: Dude, I would be <laughs> so, <laughs> so into that game if they were suddenly like, and now, uh, the for the next Kingdom Hearts, it'll be the, the worlds of Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> Boogie nights, everybody. Um, all right, also out this week, uh, Sub Area, which is an intense action puzzler with roguelike elements. Uh, it's a video game uh reverie which uh looks kind of cute it's also on vita uh it is earthbound kind of zelda star tropics looking game like it Ooh. looks like if you had zelda dungeons but with uh the star tropics yo-yo and the graphics Ooh. of earthbound so oh, i speak my language somebody would like that uh and then mega dimension neptunia Vir, which is <laughs> 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 Mega this Take is dark throw is, it <laughs> see if <laughs> this is, geez, is mega Dimension neptunia 7 but with VR stuff, so they took the Roman numeral. So V I I R. So V. v- uh, yeah, so I don't. I don't actually know. That's. I don't know those these games very well to begin with. And then when you throw in the idea of what they do in VR, but you. You're watching it on a screen, like when they do like a trailer for PSVR stuff. I'm always like, "What am I seeing? What are, What are you trying to show me?" So <laughs> if, if you're into it, there you go. Uh, also out on PSVR, there's Two MD VR Football.
1: That's a very good game.
0: And then Cool Painter VR, which is a painting game. in VR, I like
1: painting games.
3: Yeah, in VR.
0: I don't think there's a bunch of them on PSVR yet, so that's nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah,
3: it's like Tilt yeah. Brush, like that kind of thing. Yeah, that kind
2: of. Thing. I got really into like weirdly into Tilt Brush. Like I'm not a painter. Like those
3: things are cool to me, but like, what do you do with it? Look like, at it. So my problem you with that you is you sit there and admire. It. Yeah, like there's no How way to like picking. export it and share it with people. I, think, like, I guess we well, could do I hope the share Dreams button. Fills sort of. that gap. That'd be cool. Yeah. When
1: Dreams finally comes yeah. out, that's that's the whole point. is like sharing your creations yeah, and being able yeah. to export like, them I, to a your own. I'm not trying role. to be mm.
3: reductive, like artists. But no, I get but, it. Like, yeah. like, it I always just feels think, very weird to me. Yeah,
0: Dreams should be a game that lets us like actually sharing. What I think is is a bummer is that currently, and I again, I hope Dreams kind of fixes this. Is a lot of a lot of I mean, we don't even know. Do we know if that's VR or not? Is it a PSVR? It
1: was last time I heard. it.
3: I yeah. think they are so, planning to, but okay. don't know.
0: What it would make sense. Um, I know it's got the it's got the sort of the motion controls, yeah. artsy fartsy stuff. So much of those are it's for making like stuff in a three D space, and like Tilt Brush does, does this too. And like I'm like, just give me like a large canvas. Like there was right. one VR game that was about tagging, and it mm-hmm. was like you had like the side of a box car to paint on, and you're still painting a two dimensional image, but mm-hmm. it's using much larger physical space. I wouldn't be
1: surprised if you can do that in dreams. I spoke about that um, when we saw it at PSX. But the thing with dreams is every question that I asked them was like, can you do this? They were like, yeah. Like I literally every question they were like, mm-hmm. yes, let's show you. And I would be like, well, what about this though? And they'd be like, yes, here. So, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a way to just be like 2D yeah. paint. Well yeah. played, me a
3: molecule. I yeah. <laughs> don't
0: know if Cool Painter VR has uh, 2D painting options exactly. There is a video I saw online of someone making a very realistic Sonic the Hedgehog in a 3D space in VR. Oh, Finally. Solved. There we go. Um, that, yeah. So that's what's out this week, and uh, yeah, that was this was that was the Beyond. We did it, we did it. You can could, you can it's it's over. That's <laughs> We're did it. We did We're done. We're done. Of, yeah, above and Beyond. Yeah, we really did it. We talked about Beyond on Beyond. I think mm-hmm. we did a pretty good. This is a pretty meta episode. Yeah, it was so yeah. good. Um, yeah, and we'll have uh, I don't know. Hopefully, some more more stuff to coming out soon. Yeah, it's, I hope like this...
1: getting Detroit Code soon. We don't know even when the embargo is, but uh, game's coming out May twenty fifth, of course.
0: Yeah. So. In the meantime, uh, of course, Beyond uh, Two Souls is out on uh, PlayStation Plus. So if you want to go find some people to talk about that with, uh, head over to the Beyond uh, Podcast Beyond Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. Go talk about Beyond over there in the Beyond group. So then it's really just Beyond. This is really giving me a headache. You can do some Buzz Lightyear quotes while you're at it. Uh, Anyway, that's the show. You can find us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Alana is Charlonazard. Zach is Zacharias D. Cassidy is C. Moser? Nope,
3: just at Cassidy Moser. Damn
0: it, Cassidy Moser with like <laughs> a bunch of D's and Two S's and two E's,
3: uh,
2: yep. All right, it's, uh, six it's D's. Faults. All right, <laughs>
0: well, that's there we go, yeah. Just really, just type whatever you, uh, let's just end this episode. I'm sorry I
2: said I just, the thing about Remedy being from here. I feel really bad about that still.
0: You know, the I Finnish wish, people are very disappointed. Yeah, you. I, I always thought that they, they I mean, it's because all of the, it's all of the games. Them. This
2: is the first time I ever have, they so. Oh, English you've lost mistakes? Yeah. I'm glad we could share that with you.
4: Anyway.
0: Beyond.
3: Beyond. Beyond.